0: It's not bad good, it's just bad. The benchmark for bad good is Battleship with Rihanna.
1: (laughs) Jesus Christ, Doc, you disintegrated Einstein. (laughs) (laughs) Disintegrated Einstein. (laughs) Einstein. Welcome to Science at the Movies, a podcast that looks at the role of science in some of your best-loved and most-hated movies. I'm Abby. I'm Frida. And this week's
0: movie is Biodome. <laughs> and we're in the studio in person, so I can see Abby's look of hatred.
1: Oh my god, you don't even understand the level, the table, the at fucking me. level, <laughs> the level of feeling I have. Do you know what I'm most mad about? Can yes, I just say? I what? know, I know what you're
0: most mad about. Okay, I know. What is it? My bad attitude towards Marvel.
1: No, that I had to pay to watch this. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally it. I had to pay. And not only did I have to pay, like it didn't have the decency of being on Amazon Prime, it didn't even have the decency of being a shitty movie on Amazon Prime that was like 199. I had to pay the full 350 for fucking Biodome. Mm. My first note at the top
0: of Biodome is cancel subscription after watching. don't forget it was an additional channel on
1: prime video that i had to sign up to mgm oh okay what's with these additional channels on i can't mate i can't there's too much stuff now like Mm. we can't afford to have all of these subscriptions why do we have so many fucking services just stop just give it to us for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, the way people used to complain about like cable TV and being costing so much. I'm like, just go back to that. Whatever we used to have to pay monthly for that is cheaper than all this fucking shit right now.
0: <laughs> on a similar vein, you know, I, we, we talked two weeks ago on our episode about how I'm like, I don't want any computers governing my home, smart houses. Yeah. Right. So when I moved into my place, I just wanted to get rid of everything. And I wanted to put a landline in. Ooh. I want a phone in my house because you can attach a phone to the NBN. Okay, um, and you can have like an internet phone. But if the internet is down, you don't have a phone. But I wanted a phone. You know how expensive it is to have a landline <gasps> now. It's no, fully like it's fully like a quaint, expensive thing. Oh my god! <laughs> it, so it just wasn't economical. But, but I just wanted hack. to be able to make a call without having internet. Is that? But you can't anymore. No.
1: Oh well. This is the thing. If you want to go off the grid, you go off the grid. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you have now.
0: So again, we're in London. We're in person. Yes. We were for Avengers Age of Ultron. Now Mm. we come back. We went to Pret-a-Manger. Yes. For some snacks. How was your coconut mocha? I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I really like it. I had a good little salad. Mm. And now we're ready for the energy I need for (laughs) Biodo. Are
1: you sure? Do you want something to kick you off? Yes Um, Someone's been arguing with me this week Online That photons don't exist
0: Oh is it uh,
1: uh, Okay more information Uh, It's the um, photons don't exist You can't have a packet of a wave
0: Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) So who's this person?
1: This is one of these classic things where I want to tell you the, the, the best part about it that I really enjoy. So, basically, I did a response video saying, what is a photon? And I went through a little bit of the, you know, the backstory of the history of photons in terms of wave particle, wave particle duality, gauge boson. This is what a fucking photon is. And um, the guy commented on the video saying... Uh, <laughs> uh, Something about, um, oh, exactly the problem with quantum studies today. They're asserting patently absurd things with bad proofs. And I was like, what exactly is your problem with the physics of light? And he responded, duality doesn't make sense. The things it introduces don't make sense. Like I said, you can't have a packet of a wave. Lol, we should do a live. And I'm like, can you explain your physics background, please? Because this is the thing that fucks me off, right? I am very happy to argue with people online about physics. Mm -hmm. I'm very happy to help people understand something if they don't get it. I'm very happy to go into detail about things. But what makes you think that it is beneficial to me to do a live with somebody who doesn't have a physics or science background and who just thinks that they know stuff and obviously is misunderstanding or doesn't have the background knowledge and basis in physics to be able to understand it in the way that you do in, in studying physics. Um, why would I do a live with that person? Why would we get into a debate? Why would I have a debate with you? Because like um, he says when I asked him about his background he responded saying I've read tons of stuff. Like delayed choice quantum erasure. But I'm struck by the fact that no experiment has ever been shown. It's all theory. Now, I know what he's talking about with this delayed choice quantum erasure thing. And I know that this is a standard thing that is misunderstood. And I'm just like, mate, I was telling James about this in the car this morning. And he was like, um, he said, it's like Richard Dawkins has spoken about this before, where people who don't believe in evolutionary biology ask him to debate them. And he's like, why would I debate you? It's just going to look better on your CV than it would on mine. (laughs) but this is the thing it's like why would i debate you about whether a photon is real or not you do not have the credentials to enter in this argument with me and i'm not being a snob i'm not being rude but i'm just saying
0: such a thing you're not
1: a physicist so why would i have a debate with you about the existence of photons like why the fuck would i waste my time doing that if you are going to deny wave particle duality if you're going to refuse to comprehend or understand quantum mechanics because you can't why would i want to have that fucking discussion with you anyway it's such a thing
0: like mm. oh abby won't debate me that's such a thing by the way yeah. debate me and the, the person's like why would i debate you and then they go oh, i was too scared to debate me yeah that is such <laughs> a thing i just i thought you it's, might enjoy that uh the way it's it's fun do you know what i'm um, lolling about what you said you can't, it doesn't make any sense. He's taking like a fundamental mystery of physics and mm. of the world that us physicists, when we encounter the wave particle duality, and you know, in second year, third year physics, whatever it is, we, you know, we did do some of the famous experiments. Young's yep. double slit, one photon at a time experiment with the double slit. And it's just the kind of thing which just makes you be like, wow. And honestly, it's very inspiring and starts to trigger a lot of like the wonder you have as a physicist. You're like, wow. And I love that someone like that, it's like, lol, doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a like, thing. Right. That's like a mystery. It's like a, the reason why mm. we love this is that mystery, these <gasps> mysteries that I'm just is- like, <gasps> God is an amazing what mathematics can reveal that our like common sense can't for us, but the Mm. mathematics explains it. Like, yeah, yes, my dear. This is why we'd become physicists (laughs) for for him to be like, "Lol, that don't make no sense." People that people that didn't study physics (sighs) and they think that they know
1: it from because they read some stuff. They read some stuff, or people
0: that are like, "I love to read textbooks for fun."
1: Oh, don't even. Sorry,
0: you need to study physics in a university. It's Mm. not just read it. It's not just hear about it. You need to study it subject after subject. You must, some things have to be properly studied in depth.
1: Yeah, you have to find the connections. You have to follow the story through. You have to understand why the things that you don't understand or the things that, as you said, like those magic things in physics where we just go like these mysteries that are so Mm. amazing to look at because it is so mysterious, but we know where they come from. It's like the whole thing that you had last week about the singularity. It's like there's, you know, there's, uh, there's ways to explain things and to understand things and the limitations of what we, what we can understand. But it doesn't necessarily mean that, as you said, like, you know, there's things that you, we have limitations in our understanding, but we can predict the things mm-hmm. are the way that they are or things will exist or whatever. I don't know. It's just, I'm just, yeah. anyway, that's it. Photons aren't real.
0: But you also, you need your science degree to talk about this stuff. It's very easy to misunderstand things and misinterpret. You need that yeah. science to you need to study science. You need to learn how to think like a scientist in order to be a scientist and to talk like a scientist. Yeah. It's just gotta have that humility. Science degrees are are useful. All right, biodome. Yeah.
1: I was gonna say speaking of scientists. Speaking of scientists, <laughs> let's
0: talk about biodome. Okay, um sorry. Um <sighs> I love Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: <laughs> That's actually, that is, that is, no wait, do your summary first. Okay, then... <laughs> Biodome
0: is a movie about two men called Who Cares and Who Cares? And those two <laughs> men who care about environmentalism as, about as much as we care about their names. <laughs> their girlfriends get annoyed and go off for Earth Day to care about the environment. But the lads feel jealous and Follow them, only just stop to take a leak. By the way, something really annoys me about that phrase. Only take a leak, man, only take a leak. (laughs) Anyway, so Stephen Baldwin needs to take a leak (laughs) um, and he mistakes biodome for a mall where eight scientists are about about to seal themselves in a great dome for a one-year experiment and these fucks get locked in there. With them, pain and suffering ensues. All right biodrome paulie shaw and stephen baldwin are the two fucking idiots they get locked inside with these eight scientists in the biodome and we get to suffer an enormous pain ha- what <laughs>
1: <laughs> my stomach just made a really big noise
0: Sorry. coconut mocha yeah um <laughs> now let's structure let's just talk let's just have our first reactions
1: Okay, so Abby, give me your first reaction. Oh, okay. Was that the summary? <laughs> That's the summary. Oh yeah. cool. Okay. I don't want to talk about it more than that. Um can can we just can I just read to the people or Slack chat? Um Yeah, me starting to uh this uh, this is what happened. Okay. I said to Frida um that I was gonna start watching Biodome and I said, I've watched the trailer. And I have animosity towards you about this. Oh, wait, wait. Cue Terra, and Frida. Absolute flustering, blustering. She literally said that. She said, I'm probably scared of you. Terrified, really. Then I replied in all caps, I have to pay to watch this shit. (laughs) There was a bit of a chat about that. Frida came back with, um, I'll watch Guardians ten times over. And if you've listened to our Guardians of the Galaxy episode, then you should know that this sentence really started to tell me how bad this movie was going to be. I said, I'm guessing it's really terrible then. Frida responded, I'll say I am Groot every day for 100 years. (laughs) So I was like, oh, you are increasing my dread. To which Frida responded, start drinking, Abigail. (laughs) She knew at this point that it was 8.30 a.m. on a Saturday morning and I I replied with the credits haven't even rolled yet and i've written so many notes
0: yeah <laughs> the credits So yeah.
1: So yeah, i that that's it. I I my notes so far are it's the opening credits and i hate it already. Why is the opening song the worst song ever written?
0: I'll jump in there and say <laughs> just the op- the introduction is enough. I already want to die. That's what i wrote. <laughs>
1: I watched the trailer and was like I was like oh we're watching this movie for a thing and I was like James do you want to watch this with me and we put the trailer on and he was like no fucking way <laughs> you're on your own I am not watching that okay give me like...
0: your initial give me your initial feelings and I'll give you my initial feelings um,
1: shut up now. oh god I it was terrible I got bored I stopped paying attention it's not my humor I cannot stand that kind of humor The the whole Baldwin character was painful to Mm. me. Like, the whole jokey, just fucking flimsy PVC biodome shaking all around the place. I just, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was the worst movie we've watched.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, I'll say, biodome is the worst movie I've ever seen. It's not bad good, it's just bad. The benchmark for bad good is Battleship with Rihanna. Yeah. Not even Moonfall is bad good.
1: No, yeah, no, it's not.
0: The only good thing about Biodome is how good I felt about myself after watching it in comparison to all the <laughs> twits on screen. The movie is a disgrace. Paulie Shaw should be sent into space to orbit alone to think about what he's done, or at least <laughs> he, should be not, he should be sealed in a giant bubble away from the rest of us.
1: Wait, so this is something I don't understand. Did Paulie Shaw make it?
0: No, but it was like a vehicle.
1: In my opinion,
0: he seemed totally checked out. Did Mm. you? Did he seem like he couldn't even get through a sentence without? Or was that just I thought he?
1: I thought he was the only one making any effort. You think he was making effort? He was cracking
0: up at his own lines quite a lot. Did you notice that? He couldn't (laughs) even get through a lot of the lines without (laughs) giggling at himself.
1: I just I think maybe I had such a distaste for the other character I right. can't remember their fucking names the bald one I had such a distaste for his overt bullshit that mm-hmm. I think I just appreciated Baldwin. that every now and then Paulie Shore's character was a little bit more kind of like no 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 let's not do that come on let's go over here now or, yeah. or just kind of I don't there's know there was something about more. him that I was just like okay okay at least there's not two of them
0: he's a little bit more likable it did make yeah. me reflect on the clueless line about. Such a Baldwin. You know? <laughs> yeah. What such a Baldwin? <laughs> I was like,
1: this kind of Baldwin? Wait, what year was this? Yeah, was this pre or post? Oh, um, Clueless I mean, was 99. Was Clueless 99
0: or 95? 1996 is Biodome. Clueless uh, is
1: 95, uh, yeah. so This is after. <laughs> I wonder if they would rewrite the line then. Such a Baldwin. win. <laughs> Shocking. Oh, no, I, oh f- I, I, I thought
0: this. I, I was actually, like, there have been movies we've watched where I, like, made a laugh of how bad it was, but yeah. I was actually screaming in pain. There were points in this movie where I was yelling, like, in agony. Uh, like, I, it was, like, the things I was seeing, the sounds I was hearing was making me feel pain.
1: The, I wrote down in my notes, I've just noticed as well, I said, I watched the opening credits and then took a break to go and make a coffee and reevaluate my life.
0: Yeah, oh, the... the <laughs> The sound, the the opening credits was disgusting. Oh,
1: it was just, yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's talk about it then.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, I guess um, I think that we should just go through some cast. We'll talk about science later, but let's just talk about cast because Paulie Shaw, I just want to talk about Paulie Shaw for a second. Let's explain what happened. Paulie Shaw's parents owned the comedy club, (laughs) right? There's a reason why Shaw got
1: to where he was.
0: Yeah. His father, Sammy Shaw co-owned co-founded the comedy store. Right. With the co-founded it
1: with with his mother. Yeah. So that is how he got his start. Yeah, it's like the most famous comedy club in So that
0: explains it. Um yeah. I just want to say so he got started on MTV with his dumb weasel character and then on oh, it right. like but he has run five awards, and four of them are were Razzies for yeah. worst performance. <laughs> and then he had a documentary called Paulie Shaw is sure Dead, that was like a mockumentary a okay. couple of years ago. But I mean, he is the worst. I think, like the fact that he exists, like the sense of entitlement. There's no talent. He's painful to watch. I can't. I can't stand him. Wow. <laughs> I hate it so much. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. Whatever. So, <laughs> so that's Pauly Shaw. And you've already I, said what yeah, about you Yeah,
1: I've got nothing else to say.
0: <laughs> okay, so Pauly Shaw, Stephen Baldwin, we've already talked about that. And we have, of course, William Atherton. This is the third time we've seen him. He was in Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. Die
1: Hard. Yep. And now he is in this movie. Comments. Yep. Uh, can we please leave William Atherton alone already? Okay. This is our, as you said, this is our <laughs> third movie with him. And in a third movie in a row, he plays a douche. I think this puppet is funny. He doesn't like, is he a douche or, first of all, like I love his um, his weird.
0: Why is he, thing.
1: why does he have a white scarf at all times? Because he's why? the leader. But I, uh, does he a douche or does he just going sort of go mad? I mean, he goes mad, but he's, kind of a bad guy at the end at the you end. know and i'm just like can we just make it our mission to find a movie with william atherton as a good guy character in it because
0: he got punched in the face as a person like at a bar yeah. remember we said yeah that? so let's let's find always- a
1: good atherton movie if we can all right who else is in this movie um Carly minogue <laughs> i uh, yeah who the fuck told Kylie minogue this was a good idea <laughs> It's
0: so funny. That that's why I wanted to do this because the fact that there's a movie out there where Carly Minogue plays a scientist is just signs at the movie's material. <laughs> like we have to but go also, in there.
1: But like she's not the
0: worst thing in the movie. She's great. compared right? to everything. Exactly. <laughs> Patty Hearst is in this movie. One of the best things about this movie is a review that I saw where somebody said, Somebody kidnapped Patty Hurst from this movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Um, mm.
0: Patty Hearst just plays one of their mums, I think. Mm. And Tenacious D is in this movie, the first yeah. ever appearance. <laughs> that's
1: oh, pretty funny. so random. And we have
0: the, the, uh, the, the, uh, more of the sort of skinny nineties boy. There's the guys that's after them. And we just had this discussion in never Been kissed. Is like, there was a time in the nineties where the ideal hot guy oh, was yeah. like this f- without any fat, like small
1: white boy. Oh yeah. I get we to say this. Wasn't the second do you remember the two guys that try to um try to get the girlfriends at the party? Yeah. And they're like, Oh, come, we're having an environmental and the party that they have for Tenacious D yeah. isn't isn't um good guy slash pretend good guy number two um guy? From Never being Kissed. No, I looked it up. Is it not him? I was no. so sure it was him. Oh, I'm so sad about that. But that's that. what I mean. That's what I mean. It's like
0: that. Fuck's sake. we were sake. talking about. It's just the same. In the miniseries oh, that's going on with this season is like, there was a type of 90s like hot boy. Yeah. That's so disappointing. <laughs> Do you know what it reminded me of, though? Like, I was I was reflecting on this, maybe in my space capsule the other night. I was thinking about how around that time when Harry Potter came out and the guy that played Oliver Wood, I remember being young and being like Oliver Wood was like the pinnacle of, like, attractiveness. Oh, okay. And then I look back and I'm like, oh, my God, it's just like, it's just skinny white
1: boy. But yeah. after
0: watching our whole series, I was like, but that was the thing back then. Right. It was totally the thing. These, like, sort of feminine features.
1: Yeah, sort that's of. Very true.
0: Yeah. Um. Anyone else? Um, Rose McGowan pops up
1: for a second. Oh, does she? Yeah. I don't She's remember. Just a college girl. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, Joey Lauren Adams. Yeah, from Chasing Amy. I really like her. Yeah. I've always really liked her, and I don't yeah. know why. There's just something about her, and I think like, wow. even she wasn't terrible in this movie. No. I mean, she was just in a terrible movie. It's not her fault. But yeah, I don't know. I she just has like a lot of appeal.
0: Um, That's why there's a movie called Chasing Amy about her. Yeah. Like
1: we're not the only ones. I think she has appeal. I think she. I think she's been in nearly all of. Um, yeah. What's his name? Jane, Silent Bob. Kevin. Oh God, what's Kevin Smith Smith's movies. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she has a lot of appeal. She's gorgeous. Mm. Um, I definitely was like, oh, I gotta eat less. I, I was like watching those girls and being oh, like, no. not one bit of fat on their bodies. It was just like, oh my. God. This is actually hard. All my, like, body image issues are coming back to me from the 90s. No.
1: (laughs) Forget it. Forget it. (laughs) Okay.
0: Cast. I think that's it for a cast. Fuck. Such a bad movie. All right. Let's shit on it. Okay. Go. Start. Start with me. Let's let's do what we did for Moonfall and we'll just, what the fuck, and if there's anything left over for the actual, what the fuck, we'll go, but just come and hit me with it. Go.
1: Um... Oh, oh, actually, wait, I've got what? my I do have my main one that I want to keep for what the fuck? keep it later, yeah,
0: I just realized there's some there's one funny line in this movie oh okay uh, before we shit on it, I want to give credit it, It's when they're saying that they're guys that the girls are going to the party with, yeah, and Stephen boardwood says they're probably swapping Mark Spitz with those grape smugglers right now. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Spitz. No, what? Mark Spitz is a Jewish Olympian swimmer who won like six gold medals in one Olympics or something crazy. Okay, uh, but the, like he was saying, they're probably. I'm swapping, laughing at grape
1: smugglers. What's they're probably
0: Spitz? swapping spit with those guys right now. But he says Mark Spitz instead of spit. Oh, Mark okay. Spitz is like, it's hilarious. Yeah, he was like this '70s Jewish swimmer who had like a handlebar mustache and hair, and he just won like six gold medals it's like the only jewish olympian ever (laughs) but that line they're probably swapping mark spitz that 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 line made me laugh that was funny. i love a mark spitz reference (laughs) Uh, okay now that's the only good thing about this movie let's go come on shit on it
1: why is the whole biodome thing like a space mission and they're all standing like astronauts in their weird jumpsuits with their like hands on their hips and they're like next to the water pond thing why don't we wait to the, to the next okay, section? Fine. Whatever. You said. Okay. Go on. I have an answer. I have an answer Oh, okay. That. Why is there an open fucking door that the scientists don't even go in? Why the fuck would it be open? What is the point okay. of that? Why is there a dude standing okay. there guarding it? The, that's not the door that the scientists enter to go in. So why is that door open in the first fucking place? Why is place? there an entrance? Why is there a front entrance? What is the point? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, good. I've got something about the scientists, but I want to wait for that. Um,
0: I just want to say that they... Sm- I will talk about that with scientists. <laughs> I don't even know. Why didn't they just kick them out and start again? They, exactly.
1: Why can't they just open the door, let them out, then close the door and start a day later? Yeah. It has to be one year. So... Go for an extra fucking day or an hour. Like an hour. kick them out in an hour. You've not ruined the 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 stasis. No. But it's also, there's no stupid. air. There's no
0: like airlock. There's no. You know, it's not that isolated from the outside world. Also, there's a yeah. key and
1: a window. Right. It's and it's so <laughs> flimsy. You can see the whole fucking thing shaking. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. Sorry. Go on.
0: There you go
1: uh just some casual sexual assaults for comedic effect
0: that was my what the fuck but they they totally it's sexual assault yeah. they go it's disgusting
1: literally these they go into it's their not beds. them it's not them just getting into the bed they put their hands down very clearly they are touching the fucking women yeah
0: <sighs> there's a ve- there's a there's a Dennis Hopper blue velvet nitrous oxide Reference as well, which just totally forgoes the fact that in Blue Velvet, he's raping the woman with the nitrous oxide. Like, they're like, nitrous oxide, did it, did it, did it, whatever, whatever they're saying like
1: that, and mixed with a sexual assault thing. I was yeah. like, fuck this. Um, I I have three lines in a row where I wrote, why do they make this movie? I'm not going to lie. I stopped paying attention. I hate them so much. Holy Jaws should be in jail
0: for this. I wrote that. <laughs>
1: um oh yeah then i had the question about the never been kissed thing yeah
0: why are they all wearing safari costumes why what is i don't understand why are they all wearing safari costumes but it's just it's they are awful people those two characters doug and blub whatever their names are they're terrible terrible people they do terrible terrible things the it's, whole way through. Yeah. They're awful. They completely trash this place. Like, they're terrible. I, I don't understand how we can stand to watch a movie like this when the people are so unlikable. There's nothing redeeming about them at because, all.
1: Because at the time this movie came out, we were we were taught to laugh at it, to think it was silly to be destructive, to think it was silly and funny to... Like, uh, like you said it a while ago, right? I'm finding I'm struggling with this a little bit because at least sometimes we can laugh at movies for being so stupid and we can what the fuck it to to the high hills um for being so stupid, but this just angered me. Yeah. Like their destructive nature and their disrespect angered me. I didn't find it entertaining. I didn't mm. find it funny and I didn't find them redeemed at the end in no, any way. In any way. It was just they were pointless. awful. They were terrible. They were like you know, they're all behaving like,
0: you know, I've got a nine-year-old son, right? When yeah. he's at his absolute worst, it's when he's like gleefully destroying things and looking mm. at my reaction. Yeah. That is at his like absolute worst is when he's like, look at this. I'm going to look you straight in the eye and destroy something like a naughty cat, basically. Yeah. And, like, that's the worst part's coming out. And it's, like, don't – you you uh, you can't – and trying to be, like, you have to be a good person. Like, you can't destroy things and then yeah. laugh. Like, I don't want to see this in you. I don't want to see this part of you. It's, like, the worst part of parenting when kids are like that. And that's what they, they were like. Yeah. They were, like, awful little boys being disgusting. Yeah. And, like, gleefully being disgusting. Oh, when they farted in the pool, they were, like, don't you – they looked at them and farted. I was, like, are you a seven-year-old? childs
1: this is the thing and then you're Where's setting your pre-frontal them up cortex and you're, and you're setting them up as well to be like idolized in the movie do you yeah. know you've got all these people outside with their signs cheering Let them on you've got the blurb. the two hot female scientists oh. go for them in the end but they've got their two hot environmentalist girlfriends and it's like there's no scenario in the fucking real world where those scientists or those environmentally minded women, like college students, would be interested in these two fucking guys. There's no fucking place in the world where this would happen.
0: I Do not think that you see zero guys giving like a zero effort, disgusting guys having hot girlfriends every day of your life? Yes. Yeah.
1: But I don't think that like those two girls seemed like the characters genuinely seemed to be environmentalists Mm. like in their mindset they genuinely did seem to care about it and i just don't see that they would fall for that fucking like you said childish behavior because it's not sexy it's not attractive it's not hot there's nothing about that there's nothing about a man behaving like a fucking disgusting child yeah. That is attractive to a woman. They're
0: behaving like a child in the way children are their worst at, yeah. at their worst. Like, and, and do you know what I just as you were talking, the guys that, that were hitting on them at the party, we're meant to believe that those guys were like no good because of like a little thing where they were like, "Oh, we were just pretending, we were just pretending to care in order to get in your pants," and we're like, "Oh, they're no good." Yeah, we're supposed to believe that like that disqualifies them, but somehow these other people.
1: Uh, disqualified because because they're portrayed as as innocence it's disgusting and it's childish but it's innocence they don't know what they're doing they don't realize what they're doing is Mm. destructive and when they realize they feel sadness for it and they try to make it better and we're supposed to go like oh look just so long as you get him to see that what he's doing is destructive then he'll change and he'll become the man that you want him to be it's fucking bullshit you see a guy like that anywhere fucking you run the other run. way run far away but also what is it with guys these days
0: they think they could just roll out of bed truck on a backwards cap put on the thing and we're just gonna like swoon? I don't think so <laughs>
1: <laughs> beautiful
0: alright let's get into themes I don't really have anything oh, for fuck themes all. fuck themes okay tropes um <laughs> Oh shit. <laughs> the whole movie? I have the, the, the no, I uh, y- yes the okay. whole movie but there this is the biggest the centimeter crime I've ever seen in my career as a film critic. It's the percentimeter. Oh yeah. Abby, it's my percentimeter. <laughs> yeah. What is the meaning of homeostasis in this in this context? I have no idea, but all I know is zero it goes from zero, zero to a hundred. And during the movie, it's dropping and then it's climbing. It's the percentimeter trope. Yeah. But it's the worst crime. They just go homeostasis at hundred percent Okay. <laughs> you mean maximum? Yeah, it's it's the percentage <laughs> now. It
1: is, it is, That's it. it is, and it's just like that voice as well that always comes over. It's like homeostasis at seventy percent.
0: Mm. Also, the computer graphics and the voiceovers. Like at the beginning, it goes toxins are being introduced into the rainforest as a computer graphic. This <laughs> so is like mm, it's a bit verbose if you ask yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> But oh, the, God. The centimeter trip. There's yeah, loads amazing. of tricks. Like we just explained one yeah. of them, but it's the centimeter. Yeah. Coming
1: back. I love it. It's excellent. Right. I like as well, it's like a bar. It's a proper, just like a bar. Simple. <laughs> the bar is empty or the bar is filled with red. <laughs> That's how you know. <laughs> exactly. It's simple.
0: For them, because they're dumb. They need something yeah. very simple to, to explain. Do you have any
1: tricks? I mean, there's so many, but like the one that I think really grinds me is the whole idea that these smart scientists, like particularly the insect guy, I can't remember any of their fucking names, but you know, the, the scrawny insect guy who's clearly the, Romulus. the most pissed off with them the whole way through. Yeah. Just the whole idea that at the end of it, it's like, oh. You've proved yourself to me and we're all in this together and yay, good job, us. I just, I can't stand it. I can't stand it because it's just so completely fucking unrealistic. Like if you had to go through that with those two guys, do you honestly think that you would come to the end of it feeling like proud and happy that you made it to the end with these people? The only thing that could make that worse is if at the end
0: they got like hot girls for him and yeah. two girls kissed him, one on each cheek and his, yeah. and his, eyes, exactly. went all, his eyes went yeah. all different directions and he was like, oh, that's all I needed. With hot I'm girls. just like, as soon it's as they start that
1: destroying level. the things. Like wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Next section. Okay. Let's all just right, go stop. into it right okay, now. Okay. Yeah, cool. Because
0: I want to talk about each of the scientists first. All right. Okay. Let's talk about him first.
1: Okay. Can Do I say something Romulus? about the scientists as a group?
0: Talk about the scientists as a group. Go.
1: I just want to say that it really, 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 really fucks me off that this is the most diverse scientist cast that we have had. Two women, three women. Three women, two men, one black woman. One black woman. We have never had that sort of like gender um, division. We've never had so, I don't know that we've, we've had very few movies with so many scientists and we 've definitely never had like that more kind of activity, yeah exactly, but you know why they and had
0: more women than yeah, men. <laughs> I know why, but
1: it just but that 's the thing it just really fucking angers me that it was in this movie. It just really angers me <laughs> there
0: were two points when I screamed in pain, one was in the introduction and the other one was when they started to kiss the female scientist I was screaming okay um yeah there's the, so there's the five scientists led by William Atherton with yeah. his um talus i I <laughs> uh, would call it a talus. It's like a pressure. It looks like a pressure to me. Yeah, like a he's the cut later. Okay. Um. So we have Jen and Petra, mm-hmm. Petra von Kunt, which no. is hilarious. That's Kylie Minogue's character is called <laughs> Petra von Kant. <laughs> Fucking hell. There's something funny in theory. There's something funny in theory about the fact that Kylie Minogue plays a scientist, which is much funnier in theory than when you actually watch it. Yeah. So Carly Minogue, in case anyone doesn't know, she's the pop princess. She's an Australian pop princess. Very famous for her round bum, mm-hmm. to be honest. I never really understood what was the big deal about her bum growing up. I'm like, I don't get it. Someone explain it to me. Now I kind of get it. Now yeah. I get it. It's, it's a round tush. It's very whatever. So yeah. they have her in little shorts. There is a funny, like when she's got a carrot.
1: Yes. And he goes, yeah.
0: what's up, doc? Yeah. There's a few good lines.
1: Hmm. <laughs> there's a few good lines.
0: All right, all right. <laughs> Mark Spitz, what's up, Doc? Actually, there's one more good line. Hang on one second. There's one more good line I wrote. Um, who cares? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> anyway, okay, so we've got Petra von on Kant and Jen. Um, we see Jen swimming around with tilapia, Petra von Kant with her carrots. What did you think about them? Well, I'll start with Jen. What do you
1: think about brunette Jen? Yeah. I don't know.
0: <sighs> Whatever.
1: The fact that, like, there was a moment where I was like, why is she swimming? Like, what? what is this fucking setup? What is this place? Like, she's supposed to be an oceanographer of some sort or something like that, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's why she's in the water. But she's in the water just so that they can have her be wet. Yeah. And not wearing much clothes, I can't even remember what she was wearing actually at that point.
0: Mm. I think she was wearing her science clothes, to be honest. Yeah, Petra von
1: Kant is in very small shorts. She like she was okay for me in terms of like the disdain that she showed towards them. I was like, this is good until mm. they obviously changed it, and then oh, I was fucking until annoyed. they were like, oh, yeah, boys, chat no, to you, teenage boys. Okay, so and then we have Kali Minogue, Petra von Kant. Hmm. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I cannot believe that was her name. That was her name. Oh, she was fine. She wasn't offensive. She, she wasn't, wasn't offensive. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe those real life
0: actresses kissed those guys. I know.
1: I can't believe it.
0: I hope they got paid handsomely. Yeah. It's disgusting.
1: And also we're like, oh God, it's just disgusting. Do you think that they made the movie or like the the whole point? It's like great. whoever made the movie, Pauly Shore, was just like, only if I get to kiss my Kylie Minogue. She might
0: have been dating Michael Hutchins at that point, to be perfectly honest. Ninety-six, mm. she was top of her game right then. Yeah. Um. Okay. And then we have T. C. Romulus because this is the scene. I I was so fucking annoyed at this whole thing. Like, oh, he's the nerdy scientist, and we get to shit all over him. It's funny. Yeah. That yeah. was it, right? Yeah. Exactly. But they smashed up his rare
1: butterflies. I don't even.
0: I, <laughs> oh yeah so they well, they just smashed everything and he's like oh uh, and, and like audiences
1: back then what were they like nerd is that was that what was that it i do this is the thing this is why it's so it's like why is that funny what is fucking humorous about this destruction this uh, this fucking wanton destruction of your firstly that's the that was living things right yeah there's living fucking and beings. Then they killed like
0: all of them with the sticky paper later i call I all your just, butterflies they killed all the butterflies. And
1: it's supposed to be funny and we're yes. supposed to sit there and laugh at what they're doing. It's like, I just.
0: I know. What, what, what was it the audience is I'm like. Who's laughing at this? Yeah. They're like, huh, huh. They go around the circle, just smashing everything. I think it's <sighs> almost just like
1: they just I just seems to me the cameras were like point and shoot yeah. until they yell cut. Isn't it funny? what was it what movie were we talking about recently where you said I think it was Silent Running when you were saying about how audiences have become more intelligent for sure and I just think that's really funny that we were talking about that for a movie from the 70s 20s. and now we're in 20s, like uh. the 90s and like <laughs> but this this is one of the
0: uh, this is four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Silent Running. Yeah, is like 9, I know. 90%. No, I know. I, I know. But I'm just,
1: I'm just saying, like this, this idea that audiences yeah. have gotten smarter, and it's like, well, they still fucking made this movie. People do love it, though. I, I looked all over yeah. Reddit. Yeah, people like to argue.
0: It's so, it's so bad. It's good about this movie, and I'm like, you haven't seen it recently. That's all. You just yeah. haven't seen it. I don't agree.
1: No, yeah. There's, there's, there are movies that are so bad. It's good. There fucking are. We've seen Battle some shit. of them. Yeah, like there's. There's other, I've, I cannot wait for my next one for you. Like, it's, there are movies out there that we can laugh at and enjoy the ridiculousness of it. Yeah. This is not one of them.
0: Battleship is made with a good humor and a good intention. Yeah. Like, that guy had think. good intention for sending some positive messages out into the world. And I think that makes a difference. But yeah. we, we think about Battleship and we both smile because it made us happy to some degree.
1: Exactly. That's the but thing. it's bad.
0: I, so that to me is mm. the benchmark. This, yeah. This is, is hateful. It's a hateful movie with a hateful
1: message. I'm just like, what other movies have we done? Geostorm. Kind of, yeah, Geostorm. Catch Adams I didn't really like. I mm. thought it was just bad oh we've so many daddy professor
0: is bad and bad
1: yeah that was that was not but that was not as bad as this wasn't that's the thing this This is for sure the worst so far for me um yeah you see because we've watched a lot of the ones as well that we've watched have just been feel like the mummy was fun it wasn't a bad movie it was a fun movie it just didn't have the meg (laughs) the meg come on was, bad, that was that was bad, good. but it was good. That yeah. That was, was, was definitely a bad bad book. Anyway,
0: one. I think um, this movie is just terrible. Yeah. I think when you don't have anyone like, like no one's likable. They're so awful. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the T.C. Romulus scenes, which to me seal the deal. Yeah. Because they smash that poor things up. And I don't like the idea of just laughing at a guy because
1: he's a nerd with butterflies. Yeah, no, it's. He's there for, like, this is a professional person there for a very specific reason on a massive project that has spent many, many years and a lot of money to get set up. And we're all just supposed to sit here and laugh at the fact that they caused this destruction to killing living beings? Yeah. I, I no, just, no. And
0: then the last one is Olivia Briggs. So she doesn't have a lot of role. Yeah, so she doesn't
1: do much. She's She's just just like the
0: older woman who isn't sexy. That's basically her whole role.
1: Yeah. And she's there to kind of be, like, almost represent the slightly motherly character. Not that she mothers them, but, like, more, you know, that she's she's so infuriated by them. But at the end, it's like, oh, bless, kind of thing. It's just stupid.
0: Okay, let's go into science because... um, you want to stop? Oh, William about this movie? Do you want anything else to say about William Etherton?
1: No, just let's find a movie where he's a good guy. Okay, because I need to tell you that
0: this movie is based on a true story. Oh, Jesus. And when you were talking about the <sighs> there in the spacesuits and the jump standing outside, this is all based on something so real and so Fuck. unbelievable that you're going to say this isn't true and you're making it up. But I'm not making it up. Oh, my God so much of what is in this movie was based on was something real that happened S- when you're saying why are they swimming in the pool i'm like you dude down to the tilapia and the rice patties of the tilapia thing is is true okay i've this was a real experiment i've laid back in my chair and i'm ready called biosphere and it's funny because there are articles, there's an article in the New York Times, there's an article in the Guardian about this. And I heard actually um, other people talking about it. There's a lot of sensationalist sort of rumours about what mm. happened. And then there's some scientific articles from the people within the biosphere, which what what it was called. They're a little bit different from the sort of more sensationalist things. But this was an experiment called Biosphere 2 in the 90s. Um, biosphere 1 being the Earth. Right. So it was called Biosphere 2, oh, because clever. Biosphere 1, yes, thank you. <laughs> um, but the idea of a biosphere goes back a very long time, uh, all the way down to the, eight, back to the 1800s. Oh. But in 18, 1926, a Russian person called Vladimir vernatsk published a book on the topic, and Soviet scientists have been using biospheres to investigate ways to keep cosmos cosmonauts alive in space for a very long time where they would live in it for periods of time breathing oxygen from algae eating certain crops these things have been used for a very long time to experiment on space travel and things like that right now um the idea from biosphere 2 actually originally emerged from a group of um science theater people Uh. it was actually supposed (laughs) to be science theater So while there are scientists inside it, kind of their roots were more in science theatre than in science. So they didn't necessarily have the skill necessary to do it, that it was more for theatre. Anyways, but there was a bunch of residents. It was like in the 1970s. It it was like the idea popped up back then. They were living on a New Mexico ranch and they felt like Western civilization is dead and it's time to rebuild a new civilization, like picking up the pieces. That was sort of how it started. And then they got the um, support of this very wealthy Texas guy and announced in the 80s they were going to build an airtight, airtight, <laughs> I wrote that in capital letters because this is not airtight, <laughs> structure to house humans supplying air and water within it, right? Um, so actually they had eight scientists, they were called biospherians. For reals. And the night before, they sealed them in. They did a whole party, a big dance party. Celebrities were there, and they were paraded in in suits, just like this movie. What? As kitsch. You can see photos of them. They had these – they had – you're going to Google it? Yeah. The Biospherians. They got red suits. They got blue suits, like astronauts. And they literally sealed the doors and waved at the cameras, just like in this movie. It was exactly the same. Now, two years into the mission – One of the biospherians, Jane Pointer, sliced the top of her finger off and they had a doctor in there who reattached it, but realized that she needed to go to the hospital. So she went out and came back in Mm. by the way. So when, when these guys were in there in real life, the situation, they just sent her out to the hospital and then she came back in big deal.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: But it turns out, you know, she actually came in with a big bag of like secretly she was smuggled back in with a bag of surplus. And it turns out that there was like deliveries like twice a month like this, like secret deliveries. No. I swear to God. It's actually weird because the articles that I read about this are a bit different. When I read the scientific article, what? I was like, this is a little bit at odds with what I've read from the articles. A finding the picture? Yeah. With eight, the jumpsuits, the red ones. The red ones, yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh my God.
0: It was science theater though. Anyway. The thing that happened, so they were sealed in for two years. They actually did last the two years, right? But okay. they had trouble raising crops, a lot of trouble. Yeah. And they had to, like, weeks in, break into a food supply that was secretly stored. There was a food supply that was st- secretly stored before they closed the door. That was a secret. They broke into it, which no. is funny because there is a scene in this movie where they break yes. into a food supply. Oh, yeah, with all the snacks. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's based on a true story. Okay. But the people in there became totally emaciated, Abby. They were starving. Yeah. Because they had a lot of trouble raising crops. They had a wild bush. Co- they had wild coffee bushes. They had a random shit that it took a fortnight to produce one cup of coffee. Like the kind of crops that they had there didn't make any sense. But the biggest problem that they had. Do you know what's funny though? Like they had a lot of trouble raising crops, right? When I read the scientific article when they reported what happened, they kind of don't say that they say like most of what we had was what we harvested or what was harvested before they were sealed in and like i it, but that's not what the new york times article says <coughs> mm. the new york times article says it like, seems like they were um accepting loads of food like yeah uh, so it's very unclear it's actually hard to get an idea fucking hell anyway listen to this Yes, they were starving. But the biggest problem is they began to lose oxygen. So they have data on just how much they were leaking. They were leaking oxygen, but also the soil spawned a bacteria that gulped oxygen. Okay. There was a lot of shit that happened within the environment that they didn't expect, like a total failure of it to be working nicely together, right? right, Instead of like bacteria popping up out of nowhere. So one bacteria ate oxygen out of the air. So they were depleting oxygen, and there was a buildup of CO2. So the oxygen, what's normal oxygen concentration in the air, Abby? Remember? Uh, Like 20-something percent? Yeah, so it went down to 14%. Okay. And so they they split into two factions. One faction wanted to save the experiment and just put up with it, Mm. and the other faction was like, well, we need oxygen to do our job. (laughs) Yeah. And so they actually started fighting between them. They had oh. so little oxygen that they, ha- they, they would move in slow motion. Do you know what I mean? Like they had to move in slow motion just to save energy. Eventually, oh they got truck a truckload of liquid oxygen delivered. And listen to this quote. This is so great. One of them who's Nelson who was in there. People started laughing like crazy and running around. I felt like we'd be 90 years old and now I was a teenager again. I realized I hadn't seen anybody running for months. Oh, my God how crazy is that
1: anyway but yeah no i'm just curious about it because i'm like well it sounds like it was a fucking disaster Disaster. but at the same time when we talk about wanting to like colonize mars and stuff like that yes we need to understand what could go wrong with these Mm -hmm. kinds of things so instead of trying to play things off or instead of you know hiding food deliveries and stuff why not just be like, we're trying to make this work, but we're having to add in all this extra stuff to make it work, totally. which shows where we're failing. So we need to like redesign, reimagine, rethink what we're doing. And why not like build towards getting to a point where it is self-sustaining and then be able to say, this is our goal and this is what we've achieved. Now we are self-sustaining. Look at us. We don't need the food deliveries anymore. So, right. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, come on. You're (laughs) heading (laughs) here.
0: Okay. Yes. No wild coffee bushes. They were trying to be like, we're going to go, everything else is going to make coffee. You don't need coffee to survive, like, and also it's not sustainable. But you know, it's interesting for them to know how unsustainable coffee is. Mm. Isn't it interesting? If you're, if you, we drink coffee every day, do you stop to think about unsustainable it is? They did. They lived it. That would impact how much coffee they had on the outside world. And I think that is valuable. Yeah. Yeah. But one of them said, like, even knowing you're in it, like, You and the plant have a symbiotic relationship. It needs your carbon dioxide. You need its oxygen. So a lot of them said, like, it was amazing being like, wow, I'm linked to everything. Yeah. Anyway, so the oxygen, um, on the outside, people started to see it as, like, non-science. It was like, um, someone said, trendy ecological entertainment.
1: Right. Okay. But
0: people would come and see them. It's the same thing. They were in the glass doors. They would wave, but they were totally emaciated. They lost a lot of weight they didn't have food it's crazy anyway the bees died the hummingbirds died oh. they weren't before they could pollinate crops worms and mites attacked cockroaches reigned of course like it was cockroaches were everywhere i know can you, it just i just i imagine this sort of rotting pile of but they had all the the different habitats the desert the subtropical everything like that now, in terms of the data collected during this experiment, a lot of people deemed it useless. Someone's like, it, it's about as useful as observing life on Earth, like as random. But, you right. know, if you think about it, it's not that useless to have an environment which is kind of like, let's observe what happens when you have, you know, increased CO2 and all that kind of thing. Now, the data itself in terms of like the scientific data, it seems to kind of be lost. Not, not a lot was published but apparently they filmed everything there's like 600 hours of, of film wow. and there is a movie it was supposed to launch May 8 which is already past so I wonder where it is but this guy called Matt Wolf used the footage to make a movie called Spaceship Earth okay which I feel like would be interesting i'd be much more interested to see the, the like the fighting um, yeah. i don't think it's crazy anyway it it there's more so they made it to two years, and then they put in a second crew.
1: Wait a minute. Spaceship Earth came out in 2020.
0: Oh, 2020? Yeah, documentary oh, 2020. Okay. We should yeah. watch it. Um, it gets, there's more. This story okay. gets even crazier. So at the point, they had a second crew go in there. And it is true, the second crew, they had they had determined which plants were better. And they were much more successful at harvesting crops. Okay. But it only lasted six months. Why? Okay, listen to this. So, you know how I said it was a very wealthy Texas man that funded it? So, around that time, they decided, you know what? It's time to make this more business-like. And they fired everybody, pretty much all the leadership, and hired none other than Steve Bannon to come in and take over the country. He was literally like helicoptered in. To become CEO, and the first thing he did was was to fire the entire leadership, including the people that originally started it up. Oh, for fuck's sake. This was right after the second mission began. Two crew members from the original crew, Abigail Ayling and Mark Vantillo, were so concerned about the welfare of the crew. Because they had fired the leadership that was sort of more interested in the science. And it was just like a corporate takeover that they smashed their way into the biosphere <gasps> to forcibly end the experiment and were arrested. They smashed through the glass doors because they were so concerned.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Because it became all business and they had a cor- corporate takeover. Yeah. They fired everybody involved that was there to tend to the wellness of the people. Like, all those decisions about the food and the thing, like, all these decisions to make sure everyone was Okay. And when they were arrested, Abigail Ayling, who, like Abigail Ayling and Mark Vantillo are the most um, outspoken members of this crew. All the scientific papers that were published have their names on it. So they're quite big figureheads. So what she said, she said that the challenge and mission is what made her do it. Because it's like when you have a negligent management, when you have a management takeover right. that doesn't care about the details. She said, I take this really seriously. And she was really concerned about the uh, welfare of the crew and so they forcibly ended the experiment by smashing it up and that marked the end of it and eventually University of Arizona took over the biosphere and still has the biosphere they they don't lock humans in there but they do use it to experiment on the environment
1: yeah I was uh, when you when you were talking about earlier I looked it up and it looks like it's some sort of a museum type thing yeah, as well. So I guess you can maybe go in or have a look or whatever. But fucking hell. What a story. <sighs> it's so upsetting. Do you know? It's actually even more upsetting that this is based on, like that this movie is based on something so real. Because also the madness of that story, you could make a very good, very real movie about that. Like, it has all the makings of it. So why not make something real and genuine and follow everything through instead of just giving us this complete fucking... I know.
0: Yeah. Oh. There's this great paper I read. It's called Lessons Learned from Biosphere 2 and Laboratory Biosphere Closed Systems. Experiments for Mars on Earth Project. And it's with um all of these people. Um, yeah, it's with all of them plus the guy that originally started it who was called yeah. John Allen. And it goes through, like why things failed. It talks about the oxygen. It talks about the lack of sunlight during that time and the fact that the glass panes blocked out a lot of sunlight. It stopped um, photosynthesis. It talked about why the carbon dioxide varied so much between night and day. It talks about all the details, like all the failures that they learned from the first one. Um, There's so many interesting stuff. It is funny that they had the fish. The fish they had was tilapia grown as in the rice water fern patties. That's a sentence that said, it's like really straight out of the movie when she's taking the tilapia out of the water. <laughs> no. Anyway, but they did, They uh, the one thing that I was struggling to understand is how the water was produced. I couldn't really understand from the paper, but um, I'll release it in the show notes. But it was, it seemed like it was important that, to have a, a rock pool with water that they could swim in. That it was important for the people there that they had something beautiful, some beautiful environment. Right. There was a balance between, yes, it's all scientific, but humans need some beauty. Yeah. So if we're going to do longer missions to Mars, we do need to have to worry about aesthetic pleasure as well and environments where people can relax. Yeah. And and, and take in some beauty.
1: Well, you talked about that coming back to Silent Running again, because we talked about how the idea in, the story, in that story was that... Earth was all the same temperature everything looked the same there was no more forests there was no more greenery like and we do know how important that kind of stuff is I mean we're both sitting in London right now and that's one thing that I that I always enjoyed about London that each borough um, has a responsibility to provide green spaces for the residents because it's such a built-up city and it is so important to have those spaces and areas to be able to go to to be outside and to feel connected to the outside and nature and everything
0: yeah and they yeah there's the paper here there's some really good highlights i think um when you're in a closed system like that and this is completely closed the idea is that if we go to mars there's no nothing coming in from the outside it's completely closed right and in those environments things like um you cannot have any toxic chemicals in the environment at all you can't because everything you put in, you get back because it's a completely closed system. Okay, and so if you really think about it, it's like really starting to model an environment where those where you start to really because it's smaller, right? Mm-hmm. So you really feel the effects of toxic chemicals. Okay. So it's, re- it's like it forced it forced them to really really think about what you want to put in your environment and what it does for you, and all of these ideas can have like. Flow on effects. Well, if we think about the Earth, is a close, is a completely closed system. Yeah, and it's on a larger scale, so it takes longer for us to feel it. But every toxic chemical we put, every pesticide, comes back to us. And so, in these closed environments, they very quickly had the feedback of toxic chemicals, so it forced them to have to look at ways to get rid of, um, to, to have pesticides that were natural and start to research more natural ways of getting rid of bugs. Right. So okay. there's a lot of interesting things in this experiment which uh, you know it wasn't necessarily the intention back then but yeah. as things are changing back now people are looking over that data and thinking about it in a different way.
1: Um Well but that's interesting because it is about how like even failed experiments and we know this from science even if you if you don't get the data or the results that you were hoping for or you were looking for we know that you can get valuable information from it yeah a failed experiment still tells you something about the about Mm -hmm. the experiment about the environment about what you were looking for
0: yeah like maybe ostensibly what was being investigated isn't what ended up being investigated like they didn't intend to investigate non-toxic ways of having pesticides pest management as it's now called but they they were forced to because they were in a closed environment yeah so they invented techniques like selecting well, – I don't know if they invented it, but they adopted these, these things as pesticides. Selecting resistant crops, that's very interesting. Um, small plots with frequent replantings, switching between, between several cultivators or varieties of the major crops and maintaining beneficial insects populations, ladybugs, praying mantis, parasitic wasps, etc., to control pests. Um, it's just interesting when you read this paper, um, it's, there's some really interesting stuff here, but, uh, yeah, like, because it was such a small system as compared with earth and they had an increase in CO2, again, it wasn't what they intended, but if we still have access to the data, we can get access to the data. We can really see like, well, what happens when you increase CO2?
1: Okay.
0: Like, because that's what happens, that's what's happening to the earth now. And that was yes. a small environment where they increased CO2. And it's like, well, they didn't intend to, but then they have all this data. It's really interesting. Um, diet. Yeah, they sort of were figuring out the ideal diet. You want to hear it? Yeah, go on. Because they did a second mission. so They are able, like, what, what, what crops were successful, but it's not o- only what was successful in being cultivated. It's also what gave them a, a variety of the diet, which didn't make them go crazy. They need something sweet. They need different colours. So, this is what it was, rice, wheat, sweet potato, peanut, soybean, pinto bean, winter squash, beetroot, banana, and papaya. Oh. And they're sort of calculating also them being very, very efficient and giving everybody what they need. Um, But ultimately, so everything that failed when the first experiment was put into the success of the second experiment, but we know that was cut short. But ultimately, this is all feeding into this idea of the Mars on Earth project. Have you heard of that?
1: Um, Yes. Yes. Go on.
0: I wasn't able to find out the status of it, but the idea that they're simulating a four-person sustainable life support system designed for Mars. Right. It's a completely closed system. It's about 800 square metre. um, And they're going to use that to develop space-based life support systems. So how do you... Is it possible to take one entire closed system and just plant it somewhere? With enough power can you have something that's in balance um, mm. and it, it's like no not yet I mean no one's been able to simulate what what Earth basically does without even yeah. trying for free we cannot simulate that kind of like uh, that kind of balance that perfect right. balance it's impossible to simulate but it but it is interesting in terms of and no, we haven't been able to achieve it. It's probably never going to be possible. But these kind of environments, when you see like how one, one change has such a big yeah. impact, there is this idea that it's like a, it's, it's the ability to investigate a complex system. Because that comment that was made about it's, a, it's like an experiment in the same way that life on Earth is an experiment. And life on Earth is an experiment, but it's very impossible. It's really, really difficult to actually see the effect, the cause and effects, because it's so big. Yes, and this is back to this is this is coming back to this chaos theory thing from Jurassic uh, Park because you said he wanted uh-huh. to go about it. I know because he just yes.
1: like because he just decided to like make that that as the, of like oh these two guys are in there oh we've done this on purpose to simulate chaos theory. Mm.
0: But it, coming like. Instead of saying chaos theory, theory, we can just say a complex system. A complex system with many, many, many variables. It's too complex. Earth is too big and too complex. But the biosphere, too, gave somewhat smaller system, which maybe it is possible to actually look at the complexities of Mm. the system in which one change can lead to so much Maybe it is possible to have a small version of the Earth to study this sort of complex high-order interactions between things. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, so things that they learned from the failure of the first one, they input for the success of the second one. The second one obviously <laughs> hilariously failed. Um, but even that, there was su- like they were succeeding in terms of oxygen and food. Okay. Um, much more successful. The stats that, they, that I have here, I'll tell you. Um, on year two, a hundred percent of the food was grown inside.
1: Oh, okay, that's good. Mm, yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, of critical importance. <laughs> Redux for silent running again. Mm-mm. They fifty to fifty five percent of the natural Arizona light was being removed by the glass space frame. So only, and then only, yeah, so it says in court, only 45 to 50%, yes, thank you, of light reached the agricultural system, which is why it was such a failure. So once they fixed this, it allowed the the crops to be better. Also, once they removed things like wild coffee bush, which is
1: unbelievable. (laughs) We're going to make our own coffee. We're going to be like so happy together, just living in nature. Everything's going to be fine. Hell.
0: Oh, it's so funny, but um, yeah, sweet potato seems like a real winner going into these experiments. Okay, it's just a great. It's it's got like so much. It's it's got a great. It had a lot of productivity.
1: Yeah, I love All that
0: right. potatoes rained as well because it sort of think makes me think about the Martian. Yes, they also tried to study the use of the. the I mean, they haven't succeeded. In a lot of this stuff, mainly because locking humans in an environment is unethical and, it sh- and it's never going to, like, they're never going to try this again. I don't <laughs> think it's just a bad idea, but they were trying to figure out how to uh, how to use human waste. Yeah, okay. So develop systems right. that are completely sustainable. Yeah, it's useful and yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. It's just very hard to do because humans don't like being shut inside. <laughs> <laughs> Which leads me to my question of, would you agree to do this?
1: No. Why? Well, I mean, not in the context of this movie. Um, in the context of a real world experiment, I feel like it would be interesting. But none of this is the science that I work on or have a genuine interest in. So it would just be like a personal experiment. and I just don't know if I would want to spend... Like, part of me would be like, I would love it because having to make it work, having to figure out how to make it work. Mm-hmm. But I also just don't, like, it, it depends on so many other people and so many other things that yeah. I just don't know that I could trust and believe that it would be worth my life. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's funny because when the, the management changed, those people were like, no, no mm. longer safe. It's all these above board decisions. No one's yeah. no one's caring. But they, they sort of use they use it to try to fig- to try to um, develop like to design the needs at least if we were going to do that they at least now know what the needs would be yeah they have like because we've spoken about um, with blast in the past like what would the electrical needs be right they know like they've kind of figured out like what's the electrical needs like what do we need you know, yeah you gotta gotta you gotta do it to figure it out um, but it is amazing they emerge two years later not poisoned if you think about it. This,
1: yeah the fact that they made it two years but i mean as you said you they know were they were getting snuffing. deliveries that wasn't
0: they were drinking the water okay without being poisoned okay that's good that's good yeah. but the fact that there were roaches
1: everywhere i mean that's so nope <sighs> So disgusting. yeah for that reason alone nope not they ca- interested they came in you... there
0: with hummingbirds and bees were oh. like oh my god yeah and they just died Oh, so and hard. we're replaced by worms and mites and Ugh. cockroaches. <laughs> <That's>
1: so <laughs> sad!
0: <laughs> Save but the
1: bees, guys! Save the fucking bees. This
0: this <laughs> woman ailing. She said, "Like, yes, some some things went extinct, but some things survived, and it allowed them to figure out like, well, what can survive." Mm. Just a little bit closer to that mission to Mars. A little bit closer to that mission to Mars. Okay, okay. A little bit closer, but mm. honestly, yeah. I,
1: um,
0: in particular, this is the mission to Mars. Overall design will address not only the functional requirements for maintaining long-term human habitation in a sustainable artificial environment, which honestly is something we really need to know about in case we ever have to go underground, but the aesthetic need for beauty and the diversity of foods which had been noticeably lacking in the more, the most space settlement designs. You need a diversity of food. You need some aesthetic. You have aesthetic needs as well. And the goal is to produce a complete diet and recycle all waste products, including human waste from the crew. Okay. Anyways, so it was all based on a true story.
1: That's fucking unreal, isn't it? Yeah, that is completely bonkers. Yeah, <laughs> I'd rather have watched the real story.
0: Well, let's watch it. Yeah. Soon. <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. <laughs> I think we have to wrap it up. Okay. What the fuck?
1: What the ah. What the f- What the fuck? <laughs> Straight in. <laughs> what the fuck?
0: I have a what the fuck. I do. What's yours?
1: I don't know that I can actually even say the words. Okay the chewing the toenails scene oh what the fuck yeah see what i just yeah, said Yeah, i don't even i don't even it's the most vile thing i've ever witnessed and i just want to throw up even thinking i don't actually want to talk about it because it makes me feel sick no i don't i just also just i don't even understand I, i'm like i just just I why why just, why what it was just another way to show how disgusting they are. What was yours? Okay, so you know how they
0: went in the thing and they're like, to take a leak? I don't know why that phrase annoys me so much. Mm. I don't like it when men are like, oh, stop over, I have to take a leak. Why does it bother me? I don't know. I don't know, because it's stupid. Take yucky a leak. Phrase. Anyway, they went on like the tree or whatever they went on. They didn't go on a toilet. Yeah, he gets like. So they don't need a toilet. They're like, have to take a leak there's nowhere to go go anywhere yeah go anywhere you clearly don't need a toilet you just went on a tree yeah go on a tree yes yes what do you mean there's nowhere to go like Stephen Baldwin's character is just like I must have a toilet but I simply have to have a toilet like I believe that your character only can piss on a toilet in a (laughs) toilet really (laughs) what the fuck you can go anywhere the
1: whole plot of the movie is ridiculous because he's like there's nowhere for me to go like that's the thing I think even just going oh this is a weird mall and then finding a bathroom but being locked in but no they had to go this is a weird looking mall I can't find a bathroom I'm going to pee in this water feature like why it's just so fucking disgusting (sighs) God, this movie really upset me.
0: Also, just, I had a funny, <laughs> I wrote here. The extras. That scene where the, the, the guys are carrying them in at the party. Oh, yeah, yeah. I looked at the extras. Every extra looked like they were in pain. Like, look at their faces. <laughs> I swear to God, all the extras looked like they were in physical oh, pain being in there. In, yeah. <laughs> There is one other good part in the movie, actually, when they're swallowing the key, when he's like, "I'm going to swallow the key," and all this tension, and this guy's like, "Wait, wait, 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 can I just leave?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was the that was like a, yeah a good moment. That guy was like just sort of crouching behind a rock, and he's like, "Yeah, just, sorry,
1: let me out, let me out."
0: Um, yeah, the extras look like they're, they're in physical pain. All right, fine, okay,
1: fuck, I'm glad that's over. Abby, I'm just like I'm traumatized.
0: It was really did it pass bad. the
1: Bechdel test or did it pass the Sam's test? No, it fucking didn't. No, 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 it
0: was unbelievably sexist. Yeah, it was so gross. I just hated the whole thing of these two scientists being like coming together as like hot girls. It's like it was like a porn. It was like a weird male yeah. fantasy. It was porn, right? Uh, like two uh, girls being like, also the idea of like two hot girls coming together to two hot guys to have sex and then they're so Yeah,
1: and then they're <sighs> so noble in their weird fucking hammocky thing in a store cupboard, and then they're so noble because they're like, "We have girlfriends."
0: And the scientists yeah. are like, "No problem, guys. Bye."
1: Ugh, it's disgusting.
0: Also, at the end when they go oh, just the just the tongues. I just want to vomit. Yeah. I'm just no, disgusted. no, sorry, no, sorry. No. I'll cleanse my soul. What's next? <laughs>
1: Oh, do you want um, to do the science bit? Did a pass here comes the science?
0: No. No. Uh, All right. <laughs> this is why I have to change my rating because I need to give this a minus. <laughs> this is getting just minus. I'll just
1: go zero because I've not given anything a zero yet. So there we go. That's my first zero.
0: I gave Moonfall zero.
1: Yeah, you did. So yeah, you definitely need to give this a minus. <laughs> this is getting a minus one.
0: And I have to rescale everything. <laughs> I have to think about it more. <laughs>
1: it, this was.
0: This was... I started following Paulie Shaw on Instagram just so I can, like, get material, like, just leading up <laughs> to this. And I had to unfollow it because it was, I was in pain. I'm like...
1: <laughs> Sorry, that's really funny.
0: <laughs> he feels bad for himself how much people hate him, but...
1: <laughs> if you think
0: about people like Jim Carrey, you know, these yeah. amazing people. Comedians who are... <laughs> You should take up space. And polish. Shaw, I'm sorry, you shouldn't take up any of this kind of space. Cleanse <sighs> my soul. What's next? Okay. Um,
1: I just, because we did, because the last series movie we did was like a proper old school sci-fi classic. I was like, I was going to do something a little bit more modern. And I feel ready for it. And I just think it's time. Interstellar. Interstellar. I knew you were going to say yeah. that. I was th- I have yeah. I had other things I was thinking of and then I was just like this movie just fucked me off so much that I was like let's just let's just do tell interstellar. I just want a good modern movie. Let's yep. just let's just fucking do it. It's time. Fucking Kip Thorne. Come on, man.
0: Kip Thorne. We know that the science
1: is good in it. And we've covered a lot of the basics of the yeah. topics already, so it's not going to be a too intense discussion. We don't need to go over everything There's book's about it, but let's just see what we can pull out. Let's see the interesting things mm. and the connections we can find to it. So much so, yeah. docking drama, so much ah! airlock drama. <laughs> 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 also, we haven't done a... um. Sorry. We haven't done a... um. What's his face? Chris Nolan. Yeah, we haven't done a Chris mm. Nolan, so I feel like we should.
0: Oh, there's some good sexist tropes in this one. Woo! Oh, my God. I'm I just feel like remembering, she's looking me, mean, like, evilly, and I'm concerned. I'm just remembering all the funny... I remember seeing this movie, and everyone, everyone had the same, like, because I was in the physics department at that mm. point. Everyone had the same things to say about it. We were like, loved it. But also, what the fuck was with X, Y, Z? <laughs> <laughs> and we'll talk about it in two Okay. Weeks. All right. Yeah. Interstellar. We need to... I love how shitty... This movie is because we have that order. We have a shirty yeah. movie and then a good movie to cleanse us. thats it, it doesn't have to be amazing science, but the point is that we need a cleanse. But this yeah. also has great science. Yes. 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 Okay. Join us in two weeks time. We, I'll be back in Melbourne. We'll be yeah. back doing it on <laughs> Zoom. But this was so fun recording in person I with know. you. I just
1: feel so natural. It was really lovely, wasn't it? It wasn't
0: scary at all. No, it was totally <laughs> fine. Um, Loved it. Okay, get in touch with us. Instagram at science at the movies, TikTok at science at the movies. Email us, science at the movies at gmail.com. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. I hope you are delivering the mail, mail person. Oh, still. <laughs> I'm gonna travel the world. Still haven't still haven't caught up with Gabe. Still hasn't happened. Thank you very much for nothing. And Jake the firefighter, <laughs> I hope things are good in Tasmania. Okay. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Wait, what's the mini next time?
1: Oh, I don't. We don't know. know. <laughs> it's. It's. Is it? What's this? This. this is our Records? second mo- No. So this is our second. second movie? Never been kissed. Yeah. Never that's been the kissed. One. Okay, that's oh yeah. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> see you next.
0: See you next week. Never been kissed. Interstellar in two weeks. All right. Bye. <laughs> bye.
1: <laughs> if you thought we were going into a good place, <laughs> that's not the one. <laughs> <laughs>